I was uh, recently visiting Australia, actually for the wedding of my niece, which was really wonderful experience. Uh, the trip there and back was not so wonderful. Uh, as you might know, um, I live in New Jersey, so door to door, it was about 26 hours, you know, hour to the airport, waiting at the airport for two hours, security, this and that, flight from uh, here to Los Angeles, five and a half hours, in Los Angeles for another hour, from Los Angeles to Australia, 14 hours, Sydney for an hour in the airport, another hour to Melbourne, it was, it, you know, it's a, it's a bit of a nightmare, I shouldn't complain that much, because the truth is, a couple of hundred years ago, this would have taken a few months by ship in a horrific, horrific conditions. But uh, nevertheless, um, uh, one of the nice components of traveling was I was able to travel with two of my children, 15-year-old daughter and my 11-year-old son. And I uh, had a... As we were getting onto the plane once, um, so I had the boarding passes in hand and I handed them to the uh, stewardess and uh, she, um, it wasn't clear that my son was standing with me, so she pointed to him and says, does he belong to you? So my automatic response was, because I understood her question was, is he your son, is he travelling with you? And I said, yes. But I was thinking about it, that from the point of view of Jewish tradition, uh, belong is not quite the most accurate term here for the relationship. Belong might be more of a relation. Sometimes you might use that for a something you own. But our relationship to our children is very, very different. Uh, there was a famous rabbi called Rabbi Isaiah Karelitz, known as the Chazonish. A man came to him and was complaining to him about his son, how he thought his son was the worst kid in the world, which is... I think there are people who believe that about their kid. And, uh, he, you know, he said he wanted to know what Rab Karelitz felt about his hitting the child. So Rabbi Karelitz, the Chazanish, keep in mind this isn't about, I think this was in the 50s in Israel. And uh, Rab Karelitz said to him, it is prohibited. You are not allowed to hit your child. So the man countered the rabbi and he said, but does it not say in Proverbs... He who spares the rod hates the child. Uh, isn't uh, hitting a child something mentioned in the Talmud as being an acceptable form of punishment? And the Chazonish, Rabbi Karelitz, said to him, yes, it does say that. However, he says, that's only if the person is hitting the child purely with the intention of educating the child, of improving their behavior, etc., he says, but I know you, and you're a guy with a bad temper. It is my suspicion, more than suspicion, that when you hit the child, you're doing it because just because you're angry. So you are hitting and lashing out really as a means of expressing your anger. He says, you know what we call that? We call that assault and battery. Uh, now, I don't condone hitting children in any circumstance. Uh, maybe a certain extreme. Uh, generally not. However, what's interesting is what the Chazanish said. He said, you know what, it's assault and battery. He said, and he explained, and I heard this explanation from Uziel Malevsky of Blessed Memory, who said the following. Clearly a parent has rights over the child. You know, we I guess we have the right of incarceration. Go to your room and stay there till I call you. Uh, we have the right to limit their freedom of movement. You are grounded. Um, we have many, many rights over them. 
Um, however, the understanding of Jewish law is that those rights are given to me as a parent only in order to fulfill my responsibilities. So I have rights over the child, but those rights are directly related to the fulfillment of my responsibility. To use those rights when it is not in fulfillment of my responsibilities, that is just simply like taking another person and trying to exert control or power over them. And that's what the Chaznish was saying. He's saying to this guy, you know, if you were a calm person, and if you were someone who... I, I would know for sure is not in a state of anger and he's made a calculation about hitting the child and so on and so forth then I may say it's okay because then as the Chaznish might say because then I'd know that you're doing it you're exercising your right only in order to fulfill your obligation but he says I know you as an angry person which means my suspicion is that your exercising of those rights is not for the benefit of the child it is not with a calculation for the benefit of the child. It's rather because you are frustrated and so you're lashing out. He says, and therefore, since you are not doing it for the benefit of the child, then your action upon that child is simply assault and battery. It's like walking up to someone on the street who you don't know and you're very, very angry, so you decide to hit the person. Clearly, that's a crime. Again, I want to emphasize I'm not condoning hitting the child under normal circumstances. But what I am saying is we hear an amazing and important principle from here, which is the child is not a possession. The child is a responsibility. And therefore, when it comes to custody battles, Jewish law would say that there's only really one consideration. We're not considering the parents' rights. My child, my child. The one thing we should consider is in terms of custody, who will be better for the child? Clearly, I believe it's better for a child to have a mother and father living together in a normal relationship, etc. But if it would be a choice, if they're divorced, if they're separated, if and, and we have to choose with whom the child's going to live, with whom they're going to visit, and vice versa, then there's only, really only one consideration. And that one consideration is what's better for the child. So, for example, Jewish law would say, usually it would be better for a girl to be with her mother. Why? Because the mother has a dual role regarding a a female daughter. A, she is a parent. B, she is a role model. The father, the boy's better off with the father in general, all things being equal. Why? Because A, he's a parent. B, he's a role model. But, of course, this is all things being equal. Uh, obviously, if the father or the mother, either of them is a low life and uh, they cannot provide a, uh, a good environment for the child, a healthy environment physically and morally, then obviously uh, we'll drop the role model thing because anyway, they're not a good role model and we'll, we'll go with the other. But, but the main principle that we are focused on in Jewish law is what is better for the child. It's not a question of which parent owns the child because there is no such thing. And I think that's an important point. I didn't explain this to the stewardess because, you know, we're anyway late for the flight and they lost my luggage to, which we eventually got back a few days later. But, uh, but when she asked me that, I had a moment's hesitation before saying he belongs to me because it's really, he is mine, yes, but does he belong to me or is he my obligation? I think he's much more of an obligation, a very beautiful, cute obligation, but an obligation much more than a possession. Thanks very much.